0: Linda Baestetos.
1: Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Baestetos. I am your host today. Thanks so much for finding some time out of your busy day to spend with me. I am always honored when someone can do that because we have lots going on in our world these days. So today we're going to be talking about the residential landscape industry. I recently read an article that went like this. This the residential landscape industry is a 98.7 billion dollar industry in 2019. The market size has grown 3.3% a year between 2015 and 2020. The landscaping industry is expected to see growth in the coming years because Homeowners are becoming more particular about the main, about maintaining their lo- yards and landscaping. Uh, they understand that it is very important to have neatly manicured and maintained yards because it raises the value of their homes. And, you know, people are always wanting to make sure that they uh, have as much value in their home because... Um, You know, that's where most of people's money is. So that's why today I have two guests uh, Matt Steele and Paul English. Matt spent 25 years in the building and building services industry in sales, marketing, and general management roles. He is co founder and co director of Zones Landscaping. Paul worked with Nestle's Perina in senior management positions in the U.S. for 26 years. Today, he is CEO of Refresh Renovations and Zone Landscaping. Now, Zone Landscaping provides residential landscaping services to homeowners in the U.S. and in New Zealand. Hey, gentlemen, thank you so much for being on the show. Welcome.
2: Thanks, Linda. Great to talk to you.
1: Absolutely. Same here. So, Matt, I'm going to start with you. Since you're a co-founder, tell me a little bit about yourself and, and how the idea of creating Zones Landscaping came about.
2: Thanks, Linda. Well, um, I appreciate the great introduction. And uh, as you mentioned, I've worked for a long time in the building industry and construction industry. And way back in the mid 1990s um, my one of my first roles was selling landscaping products to landscapers and it was probably uh, an area of the industry that I enjoyed right from day one after that I sort of veered a little bit off into general building uh, products and services but always had a a desire to return to a a really great industry and I think the thing I love about it is that it's uh, perhaps sounds a little bit corny but it's uh, providing services that enhance people's lives, and it's all about mm-hmm. all about them enjoying, um, you know, their family and friends in the outdoors.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, that's really important these days especially. And folks, if you're listening to the recording, I just want to let you know that this is November the 19th of 2020. And so we all know that um the the pandemic is still impacting lives uh, across the world. Now, Matt, I detected a bit of an accent there and I don't think you're from Texas. So at what point did you did you, did you create Zones Landscaping and decide? You know, I think I want to do this in tech, in in the US as well.
2: Well, that's a very good question, and yes, I am from New Zealand, so you're listening to a pretty healthy Kiwi accent. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> when we launched the business, uh, we looked all around the world, and we have a sister company, Refresh Renovations. Uh, which is all about the inside of the house and zones landscaping for the outside of the house. But what struck us was the opportunity and the structure of the market is very similar uh, in New Zealand, Australia, the UK and the US. Um, It's made up of hundreds or thousands of generally small trade or contractor-based businesses um, and so we saw a great opportunity to create you know, a well-recognized brand that has great systems, processes, and marketing um, to provide something different to the homeowners.
1: Yes, most definitely. So, Paul, tell me a little bit now about your background and what drew you to Zones Landscaping?
3: Well, <clears throat> thank you very much again for uh, hosting uh, zones on today's show and I'm very happy to uh, be part of it. Um, so as you mentioned uh, Linda my background I spent uh, o- almost uh, 30 years in corporate, you know, all mostly overseas and in the, in the US. And I was definitely ready for a change and I happened uh, upon uh, both refresh renovations but also zones landscaping through some colleagues and I had the great opportunity of visiting with Matt and uh, the whole team in New Zealand and it really struck me as a huge opportunity uh for the US uh, again you touched on the size of the size of the uh the business uh or the industry today and you know it's growing and the potential is uh, really significant for the future so i had the opportunity working with matt you know to bring uh zones here to uh the US cuz i was ready to um, um come back and uh Put my family base back in in Florida, so that's what we did uh, with Matt. We uh, set up the corporate office here in Pensacola, Florida, and have started uh, rolling out uh, zones uh, across uh, thirty four states in North America. so it's a really exciting time for us.
1: Yes, most definitely and you know in the especially in the southern states, in, there's more opportunity um, to do landscaping year round. You know, some of the northern states when there's a lot of snow, um, you know, people don't think a lot about landscape. All they think about is shoveling snow. But in Florida, I'm in Texas. That's a year-round business, isn't it, gentlemen?
3: Yeah,
2: absolutely. And what we've found, Linda, is that although um, in the wintertime in certain climates, uh, you know, it makes it difficult to get out there and actually do some of the work, um, but we 've found that people are thinking about these things year round, and so our customer inquiries keep coming through whatever the time of the year is, um, mm-hmm. and you know if the climate slows us down a little bit, then we have a big catch up as soon as it 's ready to go again.
0: Mhm
1: so when we 're talking about landscaping you 're not talking just about uh, lawn maintenance. Uh Edging and cutting the grass, you're going much further than that. Are you designing the landscape as well?
2: Absolutely, yeah, our model is um, very much a design and build uh offer to the homeowner um so we're not positioning ourselves as a lawn mowing or snow plowing or maintenance franchise. There are some other great businesses that offer that. Um, what we do is we take a consultative approach with the homeowner, so we sit down and basically have a good chat with them and ask lots of questions and really find out what's important to the homeowner beyond um, the fact that they may want a fire pit or a new lawn. We like to find out why they want those things. Um, okay. So our design and build process starts with a consultative approach. And then the next stage is really to to knuckle down you know, a design on paper um, and investigate all the other technicalities that need to be looked at so that um, we can get all the planning done um, before we actually turn the first sod or dig up um, the first bit of ground. And we've found so, by investing time initially up front, it results in a much better outcome for the homeowner.
1: Sure. So this also means that your uh, and we'll get into talking about the franchisees a little bit later in this show. But this also means that your franchisees need to be knowledgeable about um, about uh, native plants, right?
2: Well, that's a very good point to raise. Um, actually, what we're looking for are people that are more business orientated. Um, so people that you know appreciate the different functions of a business, whether it be sales, marketing, operations, finance, and importantly, people that can build and manage teams around them. So the technical expertise around you know what plants to put in. Um, Whether what sort of fixings are needed, Um, all of those things are supplied within your team by specialist contractors or designers. Um, But what Mm -hmm. we've found is that having franchisees that act like a general manager would in any business um, are what contribute to success.
1: So let's talk a little bit more about um, the franchisees that you're looking for. You're clearly looking for someone that possibly has some sales background, maybe some management background. Um, But, guys, I came out of corporate. You know, just like, Paul, you were saying, I I came out of corporate. I I was in banking for 30-plus years. So if I'm looking at your franchise, somehow you're going to have to – Provide me with training. What does that look like?
2: Uh, that's the training starts with induction. Um, so we have a five day induction program, uh, which at the end of that, our franchisees are ready to go out and meet with their first customers. But it doesn't stop there. Obviously, we have a weekly catch up. Oh, excuse me,
0: <clears throat>
2: a weekly catch up with every franchise to help them get that first project over the line. Um, we have a team of around about 30 people here in our head office in Auckland and Paul's also building his uh, corporate team in Pensacola. And that team is there to support our franchisees. So there's extensive training and coaching provided um, on startup, but uh, you know throughout the life of your franchise. Yeah, I'd probably yeah. add also, Linda, that um, certainly people with that business background are, are what we're looking for, or people that can build and manage teams but of course you've got to have um you know a passion for the outdoors or for landscaping right. and property as well.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah I yeah. would add yeah, I would add one there. thing sorry I would add one thing also Linda is that you know given that we're targeting you know the business oriented individuals uh you know our systems and processes that uh, we have that we will uh, uh, train our uh, franchisees on are really well thought out and uh, very descriptive and really enable uh, our, our uh, franchisees to manage, you know, leads all the way from lead in through completion of jobs. So it's a fully integrated uh, uh, business model that um, uh, really is something uh, a franchisee, uh, new franchisee, even coming from outside the industry, can latch onto and uh, drive a successful uh, uh, business.
1: So, Paul, let's talk a little bit further then about um, about the infrastructure that Zones Landscaping offers. Um, When you're talking about uh, having systems in place that help the brand-new franchisee manage their leads, where do those leads come from? How does does all of that happen?
3: So I would definitely say that one of the strengths of Zones is our marketing capabilities. So we do have a, a significant corporate team that uh, supports our franchisees on both digital and non-digital marketing. Uh, they will help uh, our franchisees run various campaigns, you know, that are localized to the various uh, markets across North America, and uh, through that, you know, generate leads. Those leads uh, will be entered into our uh, CRM system for the franchisee to uh, uh, um, uh, manage, you know, through the various processes of our system. Mm-hmm.
1: And so you were talking about territories. Gentlemen, how big are the territories that a friend that are awarded
3: to franchisees?
2: I might ask Paul, if you could jump into this one. No,
3: yeah, no, for sure. So uh, uh, to be honest, it's uh, quite incredible, the size of the U S market. And that's, I think really what makes it uh, so um, attractive. Uh, The, we award a franchise for every $45 million in landscaping revenue, and we actually have uh, some really good data from a national database in uh, North America that we use to uh, calculate uh, the revenue based on zip code. So we will look at that as the base and we'll award a franchise for every $45 million. But the one thing that has proven extremely successful overseas is the collaboration between franchisees in a given area so it 's highly uh, unlikely that we would just have a territory of forty five million. Uh, we might have one uh, you know maybe one hundred and fifty million in which we would award three franchisees franchises, uh, franchises mm-hmm. within and you know mm-hmm. really, we have seen that as uh, that collaboration uh, effect has been really recognized in regards to. Um, higher quality and generation of leads, plus also a lot of uh, uh, sharing of knowledges. You know, maybe even supporting each other on home shows and things like that. So it uh-huh. it really has uh, proven successful. Now, Matt, I I know you can talk to that specifically as it relates to the experience in New Zealand.
2: That's right. Yeah, in New Zealand, uh, we have uh, you know franchisees covering most of the country, um, and collaboration is certainly a, a critical part. Um, or a big part of uh, our values. Um, so in an area, for example, where there are three franchises working, um, they'll do joint marketing activities. Uh, they will share um, employees, uh, or sorry, perhaps not employees, but contractors um, and uh, and designers. And we'll go out as the franchisor and uh, and meet with the whole group, um, share ideas, and, and that's really where the power of being part of a franchise group comes from.
1: hmm Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Matt, you've mentioned employees or contractors. When I get ready to launch my business, uh, I'm a franchisee of zones landscaping. How many employees would I anticipate having and is everything else uh, contracted out?
2: Thank you. Um, Most of the uh, people are contractors to the business, so you're paying for them when you need them. Um, but there are three key roles that are brought into the business at the right time. We find that most of our franchisees like to front the customer and take them through the sales process. That's not in every case, but it is in most cases. But the three other key roles would be the project manager. So that's the person with the uh, technical competence and um, Project management skills to actually deliver the build to the homeowner that role can also be contracted but some franchisees choose to employ that role as they scale their business up the other important role is admin uh, so somebody to help you know process all the incoming and outgoing, outgoing uh, expenses um, invoices um, so that's a role that can sometimes divert another you know, manager from what's important in terms of growing their business so that role is generally brought in towards the end of the first year. Um, And again, it's a part-time role, and you you build that up to full-time as the business scales. Mm -hmm.
1: So when I'm listening to you talking about providing this service, is this just a one-time service that you offer uh, residential homeowners? um, Or is there uh, a component, Built in that you come back periodically to maintain what you put in?
2: Uh, it's both of those things. So it starts with a design and build project, um, but then there is a maintenance component that can be offered to the homeowner when that project's finished. Um, we don't, um, the maintenance component is not our central offer, um, but it's something that's there and available if it's going to work for the homeowner.
1: What we also
2: find is that, um, oh, sorry, Linda, just to quickly finish on that topic. Um, We often find that a homeowner wants to stage their project. So perhaps year one, we're building the patio or the deck or installing the new lawn. Year two might be time for a new fence and a driveway. Um, So we do get a lot of repeat customers um, coming back to us year after year.
1: Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Now, You just said a a patio or a deck. So this is not just about plants, is it?
2: No, the plants are are probably about uh, 20 to 30% of our product offering. So we do anything outside, um, whether it's lawns, planting, pools, fire pits, outdoor kitchens. Outdoor kitchens are very popular at the moment. Um, Mm -hmm. Outdoor rooms, so anything outside soft landscaping or hard landscaping
1: oh, That's and nice.
2: um, being that one-stop shop for the homeowner so they only have to go to one company um, really gives us a great advantage
1: yeah most and you know I said in the introduction that more and more homeowners are looking at their lawns um, as an investment in their home are you seeing that as well
2: Yes, yeah, we see landscaping often appearing as one of the top three projects that people are looking to do to their homes. so landscaping mm-hmm. is normally fighting it out with either kitchens or bathrooms in that top three, um, mm-hmm. so whether it's you know maximizing the street appeal um, or providing um, additional um, areas for the family to to live in basically. and you know modern mm-hmm. technologies around heating and Shelter and Louver Systems are all um, helping to grow that market.
1: So here comes the question, guys. This, Like I said, it's 2020. Tell me, how has the pandemic impacted the way your franchisees deliver the services, and how have you guys supported your franchisees during these crazy times that we've never seen before?
2: Well, let me have a go at that first, Linda, and then I'm sure Paul's got a a more local perspective on it. In terms of our business, uh, we're very fortunate to be one of the industries that's doing very well out of this. Um, In New Zealand, we've seen our inquiries uh, double what they were last year. We think that's because people aren't obviously able to travel at the moment, so uh, that money is shifting into other industries. Um, In New Zealand, we've had uh, lots of lockdowns. So people have been staring at their backyard uh, thinking, right, it's about time we did something about that. Um, So, yeah, we've been very fortunate. Um, Also, the housing market, when people uh, buy or sell homes, that tends to be a a great trigger for them wanting to um, invest in the outdoors as well. Um, The second part to your question around how we're supporting our franchisees. Well um, I actually flew back from the u s uh about two weeks um, before New Zealand went into its first lockdown um little did I know <laughs> uh however mm-hmm. um we our team here uh sat around the table um each day of the lockdown and uh and worked out what we need to do. One of the things uh which has worked out very well for us is uh, around the marketing side so Uh, we wanted to increase our investment in marketing during these times so that our franchisees could actually keep growing. Um, And so we came up with the Renovation and Outdoor Living Show, uh, which is broadcast uh, once a week live on Facebook. Um, And that's been uh, a really great way to um, generate additional leads for our franchisees. Nice. Nice. How
3: about you, Paul? Yeah, no, so uh, I would definitely say we're seeing the same uh, impact in in the U.S. And, uh, you know, some examples I could pull at are, you know, the amount of people, for instance, uh, putting in pools in, in Florida has increased uh, a lot, probably because there's uh, an issue with public pools being shut for a long time. So. I think everybody's refocusing on their living space, whether that's indoors or outdoors, and there's a ton of work uh, uh, and requests coming, you know, for expansion of their homes into the backyards, whether that's uh, outdoor kitchens, uh, you name it, and I think, uh, Linda, you actually mentioned something in the beginning. I think it's uh, becoming more of a factor in the U.S., uh, and it has been more, I think, overseas, but it's becoming more in the U.S. now, and that is the importance of uh, landscaping on home values. So even if you look at the total amount of projects that are undertaken landscaping projects and some big projects whether it's decking hardscape you know outdoor kitchens pools you name it are definitely uh high up there on the uh the list of uh improvements for uh homeowners. So I think it's a really encouraging time and certainly everything that I've been reading lately indicates that uh, it, the growth has uh is continuing. And uh, there's no indication that it's going to slow down. I think the other uh-huh. great thing, you know, from a franchisee standpoint, is you know there's tons of restrictions, and maybe even some home homeowners, um, you know, uh, might uh, not want uh, you know tradespeople in their house, you know, during um, uh, you know the COVID times, even though uh, construction was an essential in, uh, industry in the majority of uh, states. Landscaping, you know, there's very few restrictions, you know, because you can keep that separation from the homeowner and the work that's to be done. And again, you know, our uh, company and our processes are all cloud-based, and we do a ton of things online, from even briefing with uh, customers if required. So it's really a, I think, a well thought-out process, and um, that can really uh, uh, manage through uh, the, the, the past situation and if anything else uh, changes going forward. Most definitely.
1: You know, gentlemen, as you're talking, um, it sounds to me as though without needing equipment um, because you're using contractors, seems like this would be a relatively low startup. Am I right? Yeah,
2: I think that's uh, one thing that gives us um, perhaps an advantage over some of the other franchise systems in that the working capital requirements are fairly low. Uh, you don't need to invest in plant and equipment. Uh, you're not holding stock. Um, and the projects are funded by the customer. So you buy materials and, and labor from contractors and uh, you're getting paid by the customer um, as those costs are incurred. Um, so from a cash flow point of view, the businesses uh, work very well.
1: Mm-hmm. And like we we all said earlier that in many parts of the country, and like I said, I'm in Texas, this is a year-round business, so you really don't have – in Texas, probably the, the, the um, slow season would be in the peak of the summer, but this seems like it would be a great business to get into that is um, guaranteed to be year-round in a lot of places.
2: No, I'd agree with that. Um, It it doesn't really slow down. Um, Perhaps the holiday season um, might be a time where uh, things slow up a little bit, and let's face it, everybody needs a holiday every now and then.
1: Um,
2: But in terms of climatic changes, there's there's very little um, ups and downs there.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, most definitely. I tell you what, gentlemen, I need to take a quick commercial break, but I love to hear stories. Um, Do you happen to have any that you could share with us when we come back from commercial break?
2: Yeah, I've got a good one, Linda.
1: Wonderful. Very good. Well, folks, we're going to take a real quick commercial break, and we will be back with more from Matt and Paul From Zones Lens.
3: Ready to update your tired, old kitchen, or bathroom? Then you need to call Gambones Custom Home Improvements. Gambones does all phases of remodeling, specializing in kitchen and bath remodels. Gambones Custom Home Improvements is a company you can trust. Family owned and operated with an A rating with a BBB. Call Gambones today, 832 437 8898, or check them out on the web at GambonesCHI.com. That's GambonesCHI.com. Gambones Custom Home Improvements, where you will get quality work. Work at a quality price.
1: Hi, hey folks. Welcome, to all, uh, welcome back to All Things Franchising. We're here with Matt Steele and Paul English with Zones Landscaping. So, gentlemen, when we broke for commercial break, I ask if you have a story. Before we tell that story, if someone's listening and you've piqued their interest, how would they find out more information about the Zones Landscaping opportunity?
3: Paul, are you there? Yes, I am. Sorry. So we do. Oh, have I thought it a... might
2: be. Yeah.
3: Now go ahead, Matt.
2: Oh no, I'll, I'll leave this one with you, Paul.
3: No. So uh, within the U.S., uh, we do have a uh, website that people uh, can immediately get onto. So it would be www.zoneslandscaping.com, and uh, also too, Linda, my contact details would be available. Correct. So uh, anyone is uh, open to reach out to me. Uh, either by phone or email, and we can uh, have a uh, intro call and share more on the franchise opportunity here in the U.S. Very good, very good. So I can't wait to hear the story.
2: Well, um, we're we've launched a business that's um, a little bit different to how um, a lot of the other industry is operating. And uh, one of the things we touched on earlier was the fact that we're looking for people that are business orientated and so my story is about um Auckland, where we have three um franchisees established in the in the central part of Auckland, which is actually one of our largest territories uh The three franchisees are all women um they come from senior positions in um completely unrelated industries, one from event- uh, another from occupational safety and interior design. And then uh, another one of our franchisees is from the fashion industry. And what I love is when uh, the business model is proven. So the skills and attributes that uh, these people are bringing to their customers. Um, and recently, um, we won a six-figure uh, design and build project um, in Auckland Central. And uh, the fact that uh, we secured that against you know all of the other established um, landscaping contracting companies in that area uh, is a real thrill um to all of us uh, improving the model and of course the homeowners are happy at the end of it which is the icing on the cake.
1: Well that's and and it's great it says so much for the training that you provide the infrastructure that you also that you provide as well when you have people coming in from in unrelated industries. So I love those type of stories. Thank you. So, gentlemen, we are down to the uh, end of the show here, and I have those final three questions. But before we go into those, is there anything that you would like to say that maybe I haven't asked you that you want to make sure that
3: the listeners know about? Um, From my perspective, I would just like to reiterate uh, a few points that have come up uh, during today's discussion. And that would be that uh, to get into a zone's franchise, um, the initial capital investment is rather uh, small you know for the opportunity uh, in regards to market size. So if you look at the uh, potential market, you only really need a small market share to grow a substantial business, and your running costs and overheads are very low, so I think uh, overall. It is a a unique opportunity and I think the approach that Zones is bringing to North America is really first of its kind uh, as a national branded uh, uh, landscaping uh, company. So I think it is a unique opportunity for those that really uh, are looking for something different Um, and maybe they, like Matt said, have a passion for outdoors or or gardening, etc. Let
1: me ask you this, Paul. Is this something that could be done um, part-time um, in the beginning?
3: I think uh, most of our uh, businesses, uh, well, certainly our owner operated or they have a operations manager that would manage it for them. I would think that uh, in the beginning, just like any business, there's going to be uh, a requirement uh, uh, of, of one's individual time. I would say that uh, as we've already mentioned, we're an extremely collaborative group. Um, so you have a significant amount of support from uh, the corporate team in New Zealand, but also here in, in the U.S. And you can also leverage you know, the other franchisees in the organization for additional support. Mm-hmm. So I, I, think the,
1: yes. I, I think the idea earlier that, you all, that I think one of you mentioned is that uh, some of the franchisees will share teams share the crews. I think that's really important to have something like that, have that opportunity, because um, you may not always need them, but if you're able to uh, keep them within the company, so to speak, within the brand, so to speak, it really um, gives you more of a solid team that you know their work and you're able to
3: keep them busy. Yeah so Linda it's actually creating a win-win situation that's a win yeah. for us because we're maintaining you know the quality individuals that know uh, the values of the uh, zones process and uh, our expectations but on the other side it's a it's a win for those trades uh and designers et cetera, because ultimately you know we're bringing a consistent uh, uh project uh, portfolio to them so they're actually driving efficiency of their organisation as well, because they're not spending uh, a significant time on, you know, their own advertising, searching for jobs, and everything. Which, to be honest, can be mm-hmm. quite a significant portion of uh, their current jobs. So it's uh, it, for me, it's a, a win-win, and that's uh, another yeah. selling point to yeah. uh, get the quality trades on board. Yeah,
1: I love that because a lot of times they don't. Not only do they not have the marketing budget, but they just want to do the work. Yep. They really are not, they don't want to sell it. They, they're not really that good at selling it. They just want to do the work. So it's a great opportunity for them to do what they love to do yep. and for y'all to build those relationships. I love the model, guys. It's just, it's awesome. So
2: Thank you, Linda. we're
1: down to those, we're down to those final three questions here. So here we go. The first one is, if there is someone listening, who's considering purchasing a franchise, what would you suggest they do to prepare for the process? I'll let each of you chime in on that as you wish.
2: Well, for me, I think there's uh, clearly a financial aspect that has to be thought about. So in terms of you know, the mon- amount of money that uh, that person is wanting to invest in a business. Um, the second thing is actually thinking about, right, um, is it the time to make the leap? Uh, from perhaps a corporate career to business ownership. Now, most of us, including Paul and myself, have come from a corporate career. And uh, you know, hand on heart, for me, it's the best thing I ever did. Um, and all of our franchisees, once they make that leap, um, uh, realize that uh, what they've learned can easily be applied to um, to this franchise model. So those are the two mm-hmm. things. And the third thing is uh, just get in touch, really, and, and start uh, having a discussion.
1: Mhm. Definitely. Paul, do you want to chime in on that?
3: yeah so so clearly, I think um, you know our approach uh, working with potential prospects is is really to go through uh, a significant due diligence, ensuring that uh, our prospects uh, truly understand all aspects of uh, the opportunity. So whether that's you know uh, we setting up webinars with our marketing team. Our, our IT team to go through processes. I think that's a really important thing because ultimately uh, we want uh, franchisees uh, who really understand uh, what's on offer um, and see the uh, the value and the opportunity and are very happy at the end of the day to make that uh, decision to move forward. And I think uh, 100%, like uh, Matt has already said, My biggest regret uh, on my side is not making the switch from corporate earlier. Because, you know, (laughs) spending 30 years in corporate um, Mm. uh, was too long, yeah, for my. It's (laughs) looking back now.
1: It's funny, Paul. It's funny, Paul, because I left uh, corporate in 2004, 30 year banking career. And, uh, you know, the ups and downs, the mergers, the acquisitions, all that stuff. And I've had people ask me if I regretted anything. And I said, Absolutely. I regret that I didn't do it sooner. Yeah. <laughs> but you, and, uh, you exactly. just don't realize it at the time. And you, it's, it's funny. But anyway, guys, the second question here is, what are two traits that make a successful franchisee?
2: Well, I have two very clear um, answers to that, Linda, that I feel very strongly about. Uh, the first one is franchisees that follow the process. Uh, it's really as simple as that. Um, they weren't thrown together. They've come about after a lot of research and understanding of the homeowner, and it's something that the franchisee is uh, investing in. So follow the process. And the second thing is about building and maintaining relationships, and uh, those relationships uh, with customers, obviously, but also everybody, uh, contractors, designers, supply partners, and you know the team at uh, the franchisor team as well
1: hmm
3: definitely. How about you, Paul? Yeah, no, just um, uh, the, the whole thing about communication, I think, is also key, and uh, uh, I think that would be uh, an important one, you know, not only to the mm-hmm. uh, customers but the trades, et cetera. So. hmm hmm yeah, absolutely.
1: So the final question here is, um, what does the future of franchising look like?
2: I think, for me, uh, technology is going to keep being a a big part of uh, the future of franchising. Um, Technology and IT platforms that are used, I think they'll continue to become simpler and easier to use. Um, For me, I think uh, the future will still all be about people and relationships, um, and the in-person meeting will still... uh, be king as far as uh, I understand, Um, although in saying that, obviously, in this new world, um, it will also be about other ways of maintaining relationships such as online meetings.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Let me ask you this, Matt. You mentioned technology. So does that mean that franchisors are going to always have to be um, cognizant of changes in technology and step their game up as well?
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, I think that's completely uh, a critical part of any franchisor's offer. Um, Uh And so we've invested heavily in that. Uh, We have a team in Auckland here writing code um, right from the ground up and uh, developed our system called uh, Zones Control, uh, which we have launched recently. So um, that's something that we love to show uh, potential franchisees in terms of... uh, how they'll be operating their business on a day-to-day level.
3: And I think, right. again, that's that's another huge advantage of uh, joining a proven and successful franchise organization. Um, you know, it's because certainly from our perspective, it's always looking at uh, having the best in class and constantly looking at upgrading. And, you know, certainly that's something that uh, many other uh, people or competitors would uh, struggle to do something similar. Most definitely.
1: Well, we're down to the end of the show, guys. So one more time, if someone's listening and they would like to have more information about the Zones Landscaping opportunity, where would they go?
3: So definitely check out our website. It's www.zoneslandscaping.com. Or you can email me directly, and it's very simple. It's paul.english at refreshrenovations, I mean, zoneslandscaping.com. And uh, I certainly one, look forward to hearing from anybody. Uh, one more time, em- Paul.
1: What was that email?
3: Uh, Paul. So it's just my name, P A U L dot English, E N G L I S H at zoneslandscaping dot com. Wonderful,
1: gentlemen. I enjoyed having you on the show. I loved hearing about what you're doing, and um, I'm I'm excited to to keep my eye on you guys and see about the changes and what's going on with you. We'll stay in touch for sure.
2: Great, thank, thank you very you much. much. I really really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you today.
1: Absolutely, anytime. So folks, as we hear, and, and as I've said many, many times, that franchising is so much more than burgers and fries, and you can see this is an incredible opportunity. I love the design and build model of this, it really can, if you've got a creative uh, ounce about you, you would thoroughly enjoy this, I am sure. So as always, I'm going to leave you with a quote. This is a quote by Rhonda Katz. It goes like this, wise spending is a part, uh, is part of wise investing, and it is never too late to start. It's never too late to start, just like the gentleman were saying, just start Thanks again, folks, for being with me on All Things Franchising, and we'll see you next time.
0: Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.